the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I'm Michael, and I'll be playing Torlin tonight. Hello, I'm Ernesto, I will be playing Truco. I'm Ellie, and I'll be playing Dana. And I'm Kevin, and I'll be playing Ruskell. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Welcome to Savage Tales of Eberron. Savage Eberron Tales. Oh, that's the website. Mornings of Lazar. Thank you for listening tonight. We're on session nine for tonight's background question. Who is one person that owes you a favor? And why Why do they owe you that favor? Well, Thorlin, for some time after he left the war and returned to Berlin, had been traveling around in the breadbasket of Berlin on his Skelga, which I talked about last week, I think. And while he was traveling, he visited many of the dwarven families in the area around Rote, and there was one particular family that he knew that Clan Colcheran had a good relationship with the Hunda family, and like most individuals in the in the region, the Hunda family, or at least this particular dwarf that he was visiting, they were subsistence farmers. And so the majority of their day-to-day lives were managing the crop and, and trying to ensure a good harvest and the making of clothes and, and that sort of thing uh, that would be needed to uh, survive the winter. And so when Torland visited, Elstar, the head of the household, had been beside himself because the local gleaner, which is a sort of a druid that comes traveling to and from the local villages and conducts ritual rituals to predict the weather and handle other sorts of agricultural necessities. But in this particular case, the Gleaner had been tracking the regional weather in the area and predicted that the next oncoming harvest was going to be, the word is not coming to me, but a little bit light. And well, Elstar owed a portion of his crop to the local lord, the landed noble Eric Urkel, and he could not afford the time to go and visit the lord and find some sort of recompense for the lack of crop this year. And so on his behalf, Torlin was able to do so. And he doesn't really consider that uh, this individual owes him a favor. After all, he is a subsistence farmer, so there is just an expectation that amongst dwarves, you treat one another like family if if you consider yourselves good friends. So one good act amongst a dwarven clan to another is is seen as a good act for for all dwarves amongst those clans. So it's just very important to maintain good relationships and and likewise the feuds. Oh, the feuds can go on and on. But anyways, that's all I have. It's interesting to see that that side of the dwarf life, like that kind of like uh, 
negotiation within clans. That's that's interesting. Well, for Truco, the problem here is that he pro he mostly owes people money. No, it's not like he owns favor. It's not like he people own him favors, but rather he owns a lot for a lot of people. But if uh, I had to pick a particular situation that that comes to mind, I will say that old friend of Truco that was a crewmate in the last ship where where he formerly was part of owns him his life basically much to uh, the similarities of the situation last sessions a storm broke in the sh the the sea while sailing and truco took the upper hand while being on the deck uh, and seeing this crewmate fall off the main sail and he Trugo, quickly as he can be, ran through towards the edge of the deck and got to took him out of a possible fall into the stormy sea, which maybe that's the reason why he wasn't so hesitant to go into the water. He kind of, in that last sessions, he probably thinks he could have handled that without having to get his paws wet, but, or hands wet, if he doesn't have paws. But his name is Jamira. Is, it turns out to be an old friend of his. Uh, he's a halfling, kind of easy to anger, but quite, quite a nice guy. A nice guy once you get to know him. And yeah, that opportunity of saving his life gave Truco somewhat of a friend uh, aboard the ship. Well, Dana doesn't have a ton of favors racked up in, in the Lazar, but on her first ship, the Sovereign's Folly, which is the ship she fled Seer on when she when she deserted from her Deneth company. There was another sailor on that ship by the name of Baron, and you know, they they became friends to a certain degree. They chatted a little, never thought much of anything. For one thing, Baron was Karn, and Dana's last experiences with Karns were not so fantastic, having spent the bulk of the war on the Carnathy front and uh, also the circumstances of her husband's death. But she tolerated Baron to a certain degree. They were on a ship together, no point in not trying to get along. And when she was kicked off the ship, when it got to Sharn and News of the Morning, reached the captain. You know, her her and the handful of other Sirens aboard made their way to high walls. And for reasons that remained a little hidden, Baron decided to go with them. Now he didn't he didn't stay in high walls long, but she suspects he wanted a fresh start as well. Anyways, you know, it's high walls it's a walled slum. It's a hard place to live, even for people who are used to living rough. And uh, Baron was not used to living rough. He was used to a certain degree of comfort. It eventually came out that he'd actually been he'd actually been an officer in the Karn military at one point, and left that for reasons of his own. And one day in High Walls, he returned to his little room to find all of his belongings gone. They were just gone. And it, it was a tough blow. You know, he wasn't he wasn't getting a lot of help in High Walls because for some reason he was a Karn who decided to live there and it was primarily a, a home for Syrian refugees and they didn't think too much of him and he didn't belong there. And anyways, due to their do their past association on the sovereign's folly. He, you know, he asked Dana if if she'd heard anything 
about the theft and she hadn't but she'd made she'd made connections she knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy and eventually they tracked down the thief and the most important thing that thief had taken was a little sort of signet ring that that had belonged to Baron that Dana didn't know he had he never wore it wasn't anything she recognized for all she knew it was just a personal seal but he had it it was stolen she helped him get it back and guess it was worth something because he insisted that he owes her one where he is now who knows she doesn't as for Russ this goes back a little ways but when he served on the hand of plenty there was probably still is a trio of harpies sisters from a nearby song uh, and they they're the entertainers or they're one of the main acts and we were moored at Port Verge for a while there and the youngest of them Alcibie was performing singing noticed that there was one of the the patrons a dwarf who kind of came in and sat by himself and was just giving her some odd vibes and so during a little break in the numbers she asked Russ to go over and sort of figure out what's going on there and so Russ went and got himself a drink and sat down at the table and started trying to talk to the dwarf only to realize he wasn't getting anything wasn't getting any reaction at all Russ happened to notice that the dwarf had an insignia that he recognized he was uh, Goradine, one of the manticore riders out of the Moorholds. and just on a hunch Russ tried to sign a few hand signals to him and that's when the dwarf looked over and started signing back. Uh, There's a little regional back and forth, some dialects. They had to find some common ground, but the dwarf had been coming in while we were staying at Port Verge and was listening to the music as best he could. And sure enough, a little bastard was sitting barefoot in our little performance venue hearing the vibrations of the harpy song through the floorboards. I thought that was going to be the end of it. So I went and talked to Alcibie and just told her kind of what's up and she asked if Russ could teach her how to sign. We didn't have a whole lot more time in, in Port Verge, but she got the basics pretty quickly and the two were able to have a sweet, short conversation and wished each other well before we had to weigh anchor and mosey on. And then Alcibie, during the journey to our next stop, asked if she could continue teaching, or asked if Russ could continue teaching her that sign language. By the time I left the hand, she was a pretty decent conversationalist. That's what I got. Nice. Thank you for all those. No deadly and incriminating notes have been taken by your dungeon master? Of course not. You being silence there, like, looking at your keyboard. Oh, I'm very confident that Elstar the Farmer is going to show up. Thank you for that, because I was, I'm pretty much on all those names. I was just guessing. <laughs> I'm like, hopefully I'll remember this close enough that if it ever becomes important and I bring them up, they can correct any spelling or pronunciation errors. Keep asking us questions. I'll keep telling you more about the Hand of Plenty. Sure. Lots of backstory. I mean, basically everybody else in Russ's life is dead. So there's not a whole lot of other names to, to pull from tends to happen when your nation gets wiped out in the blink of an eye. Like it happens, right? Like, 
Yeah, you know, like, like oh. it happens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a Tuesday day, like type of thing. Like, oh, your nation just got wiped out. That's right. That's how it works. Yeah. All right, new uh, new adventure cards for everyone. Right. Know if anybody did not receive one. Uh, receive mine. I see Michael chuckle. So maybe something. Oh, good. for Dorlin, this is like rolling snake eyes, or. Oh, so it must be one of one of your favorites then. All right, so adventure cards go. I believe you've got our recap this session, yeah. All right. Yes. Well, so previously on the Mourners of Lazar had to give that uh, a couple of sessions ago there was a storm on the ship going through the ship and on that situation many things happened in which one of which we save one crewmate and might be the cause of the demise of another Norwal, rest in peace got thrown into the waters for no one to be seen besides next day everyone being really tired except stolen for some reason got we got being called out by scourge for being lazy which is probably our opinion on the matter but anyway we got called out by lagra to meet all to gather all the crewmates all, all the people on the ship and ask the question where is norwal for which no one got an answer to after some interrogations in general had a suspicious look towards the four of us but nothing that nothing that seems to be of a quick consequence right now after that we have a day of work some people got to meet new the ship like uh, rust which got to talk a little bit more with sorry i'm missing the name areta half orc they discussed about some things one of which were there were some measures of the devourer here and there some quick challenges of strength which were come to fruition at the night, at that night. Dania got half of his stuff, some of his stuff from Grok after some convincing and some trading at the night, while Rust got to be uh, a nice contender for that test of strength, which I believe he won for the lucky of him and Truco, who was betting on it. After that, gives us all the, the gift of his performance to which he added the eulogy of Torlan, for which he made a song about it, which for everyone is maybe some more than others. After that, Truco got wasted, basically laying on the floor, and during that, a nice conversation happened between Rust and Dana about what are they planning to do uh, on this next days, and some information that we gather about the direction, or possible direction of the ship, or Maybe destination? We don't know. Uh, that's it. Let's see where it goes next. I don't know if I miss anything. Hopefully not. <clears throat> and yeah, so we it's the 27th here. And so we got started on the day a little bit. Everybody still has a shipboard action. And I left the cards up for your particular roles. Dana has the bull session. So Russ was work or Truco's working in the upper rigging. Russ was doing repairs, and Torlin was manning the bilges. Is that am I rem- remembering that correctly? Sounds right. Okay, I believe so. Yeah, and so what? What's does anybody have any plans for any shipboard actions for the day? I think Russ is going to work diligently. Okay, is going to keep on uh, trying to win friends and influence people. Okay. 
Working diligently. The audio is cutting out for me. Which? What's my job today? You're manning the bilges. Okay. Truco got anything planned? Yeah, I'm not particularly thinking anything interesting, so working diligently. Okay. So, Dana, did you have any particular target for influencing people or DM's choice? Well, let's make a DM's choice tonight. Well, now we're going to find out. So, roll me d d12. Okay. That is a seven. Lucky number seven. All right. So, you're in your, I mean, you're still kind of hanging out in the galley quite a bit, just bullshitting with fish guts and whatnot. And at one point you see, yeah, I'm looking at the female orc comes in, Tamroth, Scrimshaw, everybody tends to just call her Scrimshaw because she's always got a piece of Scrimshaw in her hand that she's just kind of carving and, and whatnot. And she comes into the galley kind of working on this on her own with her head down. She As just gets to this point is like distracted talking with Grok. Oh, Grok's in here too now. Everybody's in the galley. I mean, Grok spending time in here, particularly towards the the mid-afternoon is very common. Grok and Fish Guts hang out and talk a lot mm-hmm. and swap stories. And Tamroth is just, she just walked in while carving on something? Yeah, and you know, she harkens, she's like, hey, hey Grok, need something from the from the stores. And just Grok goes, hey, just g- give me a couple minutes. I'll be right with you. Have I met Tamroth in any other um, I mean, I would say, I mean, you guys have been on the ship now for, I think, for 10 days, Mm -hmm. nine or 10 days. You have, in some capacity, met everyone. You haven't had, as far as I can tell and remember, you haven't, you've had one. No, I haven't, yeah. You've had one interaction with her. What you working on today, Tamroth? Uh, This is a carving of a serpent. Uh, That's the only thing these bones will let me do this time. Sorry, say that again? This is the end. It seems to be the only thing the bones will let me do with it. The bones? Yeah, the bones. She holds up the piece of Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw is bone. Carving, oh, okay. Carving on, generally, believe Scrimshaw is generally fish bones. Well, I, su- I suppose you have to work with what you've got. But, you know, we have a we have a saying where I come from that what our dreams imagine our hands create. I haven't heard that one before. Where's that from? Oh, it's it's from Seer. Something every Seer holds true. Uh, give me a... You can make your persuasion roll now. Okay. For those playing along at home, that is actually the official national motto of Seer. Um, that is a five, and I'll take my charismatic re-roll for kicks. And that is nice. a ten, which I will hold. So Tamroth kind of... She makes a sign. She goes... It's a shame what happened to Sia. Kind of you to say, not everyone feels that way. I don't mind stealing from a great many people who don't need their wealth or whatnot, but the destruction of a whole country is uh, even a bit more for my tastes. A lot of us came out the other end with nothing. It's It's been a long, it's been a long four years. But, well, how about you? Where, do you? where do you come from before you were here? Alright, born and raised on Crag. Do I know where Crag is? You give me common knowledge check. I'll give you a plus one. It's a five. Yeah, Crag is it's where the Cloud Reaver it's the island, the main island claimed by the Cloud Reavers. You know, all kind of almost due east of 
Cabrera and one of the easternmost islands of the Lazar. Do I know how long the Cloud Reavers have occupied Crag? Is it an ancestral thing? Is it a recent conquest? I give me another common knowledge check. Minus uh, minus two on that one. That's a three. I'll stick with it. Yeah, no, you're. I mean, most of the stuff you've heard is just recent. You know, all the recent stories and rumors and stuff like that about the activities of the Cloud Reavers and, and how they're, they're definitely a nuisance. Because they've also gained more in prominence since the destruction of Seer because a lot more ships are going by their waters. I, since everyone's down here drinking, I pour a, I pour a mug for Tamroth and hold it out and say, you must have been with Prince Rockface a long time then coming from Crag. Yep, I've been sailing with her for years. We kind of look over sideways at where where Fish Guts and Grok are sitting. Are are they still? Is Grok still there? Oh yeah. Hmm. I glance over at Fish Guts and say, "You know, we it's been a fun day, but we do have to. We are going to have to make dinner eventually. I'll go down." I'll go down to the stores and and see what I can find. Uh, Tamroth, would you give me a hand? What do you mean by what you just said? I mean, I want Tamroth to take a walk down to the food stores with me and talk where... Most of that's actually contained within here, within the galley. Okay. I'm just thinking of how I previously had a thing where I had to go down to another part of the ship to find some cooking oil and got got a private conversation that way. Okay, you're just looking to pull her off to the side? And you could go out into the hall next to the quartermaster's cabin. Yeah, I I need to stretch my legs. It's it's getting a little stuffy in here, fish guts. We need to keep the porthole open more. He doesn't even acknowledge you. <laughs> I kind of kind of wave to to scrimshaw to to walk with me. I'm in, I'm enjoying our chat. She she follows you, continuing to work on on her piece. Mm, that feels good to have a walk around. It's been. It's been too long without hitting land. Say, what, what you said back there, that you've been with the, the Cloud Reavers and the Prince a long time and you like sailing with them, but you don't like stealing from or taking from those who have it worse than you, who got dealt a bad hand. How does that square with the rest of this, Dip? That's not exactly what I said. I just... Said those Sirens got dealt a bad hand. I have no problem grieving from any ship on the on the seas around Lazar. Uh, fair enough. I mean, it's a living, and the prince has been successful. Uh, there's more than one way to measure success. Hey, I don't suppose you'd be willing to to teach me how to do that. And I I gesture at, at her carving. That's not that hard. The sharp knife. Here, and well, she reaches into a pouch and she pulls out, you know, some fish bones and hands it to you and starts saying some stuff. And That's the problem, Scrimshaw. I have a good knife, but, well, it got taken from me when I was brought aboard and Grok's got it under lock and key. Well, Grok will, Grok will trade anything. I've got nothing to trade, Scrimshaw. I was press ganged and all my things were taken. She kind of looks around and kind of leans in and, and, and goes... Never been pressing on a pirate ship, have you? No, I have not. I've only worked you on. Never been on a pirate ship. No, I have not. I've been on many a ship, but never one like this. She goes, well, 
something is yours only so long as you can keep it. And she gives you a wink. And she just goes, you may not have anything now to trade, but there's always means on a pirate ship to find things to trade. <laughs> just make sure you don't get caught. And as she kind of like leans back into the work, she just goes, and I'd appreciate it if it wasn't mine. <laughs> you know, and with that, she starts like going in and talking with some, about, some of your, about some of the carving of the scrimshaw and whatnot. All right, cool. And I did, I did change my mind and I kind of wanted to do a ship action. If that's okay with you. Ruko, just get an idea. Yes. But <laughs> I will do something. something. No, no, I will do something <laughs> that I never do, which is to influence someone. Okay. Oh. And uh, and I, I will say, and I don't know if, if I will be correct here, Philip, that I've been working a lot with this known name Conchovar, right? Uh, yes. Given that he's a it's rigger as well. <laughs> yeah, Barefoot Shams, Conakbar, Conakbar, um, okay. Ratline, Manheem, and Slippery Sill are all riggers with you, so you would be working with them close every day. Manheem and Slippery Sill were part of the, the fight that happened early on, so they have been very distant or not. not yeah, uh, they've been communicative. To you pretty much the whole time you've been out, you know, playing little practical right. jokes on you and things like that. They they have not been approachable or friendly in the slightest. But but the other three. Yeah, you you would have. It's easy to do any sort of influence action with them because you work with them so close, so closely, almost every day in some capacity. All right. So I would say, like, if I'm having, like, let me check, like the upper rigging work, and I see Konkovar, Honkon, Konakvar, Konakvar. There we go. Thank you, Konakvar. An Irish name. Interesting. So, and I see that he's not like really good at the rigging some days. And I don't know if I would be accurate, correct? Yeah, that's, say that's that. accurate. So I will try to approach him at, at one point, like he's like trying to get up in the rig, and I will say like, just kind of, just can I can I help you a bit? You, you are kind of like not using your weight wrong, like in a good way, like with the rig. You should hold it. I will try to like help him, and some some. Okay, sort. so so most of the interaction is just going to be about helping him, and uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, and I I will start with that and see if any conversation brings in. Give me a persuasion check. All right. Which attribute is not really good at, but let's try it. There you go. Humble D4, which sums up to uh, a three, which I will ban in uh, for a four. That's a success. All right. Konakbar, Conch, I did hear your name, at, I believe, one time. What's that? No, I mean, talking with, with the gnome, I mean, um, yeah, he's all, he, he, he's like, what, what, you mean like this? Kind of, how like oh, this? Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 and, and your waist, that is much, much better. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, you have got a low center of gravity. Yeah, I mean, you do, like everyone, every, everyone even one of your size should, should have one. That, what's the gravity, what's the center of gravity? But anyway, so, now I was just, like, I was just wondering, are you uh, a former sailor or... Because you don't seem to be like uh, really. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not to brag, but I'm really good at this, and I expect everyone, anyone to be like. I don't expect anyone to be as good as me, but it, I see that you could use some help. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm, a, I'm an old hat at the sea. This is the, the sea and I are a great mistress that have been in such a long and illustrious relationship from from great many years. Do you? I say, I say. I mean, I, I, I can tell. It's someone of your of your of your kin should certainly have many years of experience which 
do you also speaking of experience i may you, you have me, you can give me a notice check to see if you think he's telling oh. the truth i mean i Trugo will will be quite oblivious to the situation yeah that's a tree and i will keep it <laughs> so yeah yeah i mean you certainly should have yeah but speaking of experience i I believe I saw you demonstrating some of yours in a particular game of cards that I kind of watch on the side. Are you good with cards? Like, oh yes, many years. That's uh, if uh, if I have been married to the sea for years, the cards are my mistress. Oh, that's that's a nice nice metaphor right, right there. So in this case, this mistress of yours is it available for learning? Is it, is it is it's, uh, a mistress that can be shared? I mean, as much as Alondra blesses others besides myself is really what it comes down to. But there is some skill and knowledge and learning to it. Because Mayhap I'm really, I, I really wanted to try to learn sometimes. I'm really bad at cards, but I really want to win at cards. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm willing to play with you a bit to help you learn. All right. His eyes twinkle a little bit. All right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have money. We will find out if Alondra has blessed you to see if we can help change that luck for you or not. All right. And if that sea lovely of yours isn't, uh, shed, isn't showing you that much of a, of a way with the rigs, I can do the same. Excellent. Well, yeah, I mean, so generally the conversation goes pretty well. He's, he's, chat, he's chatty with you. He's chatty most days for the most part, really. But you do also notice that, so Barefoot Shams and Slippery Sill are both women. And you probably know this game a little bit, so you understand. You see him, he is like incredibly flirtatious with both of them, despite the fact that they're dwarves. He doesn't seem to care. He's just enamored with them because they're women, it would seem. All right. So you guys have been trailing the coast a bit. Well, not. You're still pretty far off the coast, but you can you can see land off the port side as you all seem to be heading south. I would say, you know, while you're chit-chatting with fish guts and whatnot, Mr. Lagra does come into the galley <clears throat> and kind of looks around, scowls a little bit, but sees you <clears throat> and goes, you, come here. I, I walk towards her. And she just kind of like turns around and goes off out to the deck. And I think Torlin, you would have been gathered up by Patchy comes down and uh, or Salty, I should say, Patch Salty, comes down and gets you from the bill, just calls you up on the deck. When Mr. Logger gets back to the deck, goes, "All right, fly boy, come here, Pussycat, okay. come on down off the rigging." What do you? <sighs> okay. Yeah. Rosie, over here. She kind of not. She, she waves over Rosie Cuswell as well, and so all five of you are kind of in front of Mr. Lagra, and at her feet are uh, a bunch of pots, kind of cages, four of them. And she kind of points off over to the starboard side, and she says, over there about 200 feet, there's some reefs. Captain's of mine for some crab for tonight. So I want all of you to take these crab pots, swim out to the reef, fill them up. All right. No questions, get out of here. <laughs> there was an option to get questions? I, I, I have many, <laughs> but... <laughs> but I guess that's that's a rhetorical thing. But anyway, yeah. All right, I I start gathering up 
gathering up the crab pots and waving everyone around. You all know how to swim? You'd yeah. think that they'd at least give us the robot. Doesn't the ship have a dinghy? Ship. Mr. Lagra, as she's climbing back up to the back up to the poop deck, she just kind of shots over her shoulder. Did I mention anything about using the dinghy? Well, where are we going to put the the crabs when we've caught them? You want me to just stick them in my beard? Is that it? That's what the crab pots are for. I have no idea what a crab pot is. Those are the those are the four legs. They're kind of like cages, small openings on them. There's four of them. That, they, those are what went at her feet. They're like lobster traps, but for crabs. Okay. All right. So to clarify, the idea is for us to go like down the hole, like at the edge, like on the water, and just start to like take off the, or just try to grab. No, you. You're expected yeah. to go swim out to the reef. The, the ship oh. has kind of come to a standstill. You can swim out to the reef, catch the crabs, fill up the pots, and then come back. Oh. Dana asking everyone, can you all swim? Yeah, I wouldn't sur- survive here if I wouldn't be able. I'm a fucking sailor, aren't I? Of course I can swim. Let's not just assume there are people that maybe are shame at that they, they are not a as good. The Torlin will just look at the others and do you any, any of you recognize that land? This be an opportunity to swim for shore. Well, actually, actually the reefs like dangerous reefs. No, the reefs aren't close to the shore. The reefs are. The ship will be in between you and the shore. Okay. Okay. So, so we will be like the, going to the open the shore sea, is and a few, then is there will be a number of miles away to the port side. The reefs you're expected to go to are on the starboard side. All right. All right. No. Well, I just, I just shrug and say, we better not keep the captain waiting then. And I take off my hat and start like stripping down to my underclothes because we're going for a swim. Should we roll for the? jobs first in case I get fatigue <laughs> no that's not necessary because this happens early in the afternoon you know you guys have only worked about a half day yeah like I, right. I take off my hat and vest and my boots do we have any any time between they telling us to do this and preparing so can do something else in between or there wouldn't be that much time Oh, no, there wouldn't be that much time. I mean, uh, all right. I mean, unless you want to, Mr. Lagra, I mean, the, what was laid out, she generally expects you to do what she tells tells you to do. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would it be like, I would guess there would be consequences if we don't do it rapidly. So, yeah. So, yeah, Rosie Let's... strips down a bit. She does keep a belt on and she tucks her hand axe in her belt. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll put my sword belt back on and tie a crab pot onto it. Uh, how how cold are we expecting these waters? I mean, it's it is winter time, so it's going to be chilly. But you guys have sailed south quite a bit, so it's not as bad as it would have been some days earlier. Long would we expect to have before catching hypothermia? Uh, I think it would be that cold where it is here. So, but you will be warmer the less you wear. Which puts Russ in a conundrum. <laughs> He's got to keep his gloves on, doesn't he? Does he want to show everybody the 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 wands? Is the question. Ah. And so Struka I think just, Struka just takes off like everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
these are these are crabs. We're we're not we're not hunting monsters. We're hunting crabs. So Russ is going to take off his jacket, but he's also going to take off uh, his wand slings and kind of bundle them all up together so the wands don't show. Leaving on his trousers, his shirt, and his gloves, and his masterwork hand axe. But all the rest of the gear is going to stay on the ship. What so I need to weapons the wands are I coming will... with you, or the no wands... the wands the wands are going to stay on the ship. Okay. okay. I would just grab my belt with a couple of daggers, like two, three daggers, and just have my belt. Just Rosie that. does. T- Rosie just takes does take her gear down into uh, the weapons deck and throws them in her locker. Yeah. What? Well, shit. If that's an option, then yeah, Russ's shit's going in a locker. Yeah. Um, going into the locker. Then, yeah, you all, you all have personal lockers. I mean, the locks on them aren't tremendously great, but you all have lockers. Russ is going to actually, since he's taking uh, his hand axe on a belt, we'll take Kidu, one of the wands. Okay. Hey, Rosie, uh, old pal, I think your lock's probably better than mine. You mind if I put this as weaponry in there? Just hands her this heavy mace in my armor. She, she, she kind of puts her hands up and goes, what encounter makes you think I have a better lock than you? We all have the same shit lock on here. All right, all right. Well, Torlin will strip down to, you know, hopefully he has some wool underpants, you know. Maybe he didn't start the boat with, but, you know, maybe during that fight he took took them from one of those Cloud Reaver dwarves. Something to keep him warm, and then he'll just keep his, his symbol of the Sovereigns on, because he needs a little protection from the Devourer if he's going into the sea. <laughs> all right. All right, so everybody, as you jump in the water, there's just a gasp of breath because it is it, it is chilly. Give me give me an athletics check. All of you, two of them all now. All right. Oh, sorry, we didn't. I mean, at least I didn't uh, roll for the action of the day. Yeah, no need to. No need to. Okay. Oh, hey, that's an ace on a wild die for ten. That's a five for Dana. Mine froze, but. Uh, there we go. That's a 10. 10, and I think we still need Torlin. Yeah, can you throw my token on somewhere in the scene so I can use that uh, token bar thing? doesn't work if the, the token's not there. Oh, okay. Uh, also, I wanted to mention before, like, jumping into the water, that I will get, like, a rope, if possible. If if you oh. want, Philip, I can use a... What? A rope? A rope. A rope, yeah. Just okay. to have one on me. Okay, yeah. You all swim out with without too much trouble. Dorland rules a fort. Well, ladies first, after you, Dana, you would like to lead the way? Always, Uncle. And I dive in and swim about, and like a couple meters out, and then turn around and tread water to make sure everyone's got in the water okay. Yeah, right. Rosie, Rosie kind of turns to you, Dorland, and goes, I don't know what you're hoping to get out of being a gentleman on a ship like this. What do you have, a little daft? She kind of slaps you on the back and then just jumps into the water. Or Lynn's going to check out Rosie, you know? So you, guys, so you all swim out. You guys come to a, a, an area that, you know, reefs start coming up towards. They don't quite break the surface, but the, they become pretty close to the surface. That even as you're swimming out, they become a bit more visible as the water is fairly clear around here. So, so unless you want to do anything before you guys start, we're going to do this as a dramatic task. Right, with All each right. success you being getting effectively being a crab that you get. Uh, we are all getting crabs. I don't know. I mean, this is all a group thing, so it depends on you know uh, who rolls for crabs or who doesn't. Oh, it will be like an individual test, What's or that? it will be like a group 
type of i mean the, the score if you say like will be like on a group level or an individual level yeah it's gonna be a group level oh, okay i guess i should throw everybody on here because i need you on the tracker then if i'm gonna draw cards Be centered more where the ship is to the combat tracker. Everybody to the combat tracker. Does Russ want a ten of diamonds or seven of spades? Ten remote. of diamonds, please. Neither's neither's a club. Club is yep. the main thing. Yep. Dana gets a joker. Nice. Excellent. So so you have unless you want to make a strong argument for something else. The way this will be is this will be based on survival. You can make a survival check every round to gather up crabs. Or one round you can make a notice check, and the next round you can make an athletics check to gather crabs. I'll go the notice and athletics route. Okay. You will be only getting successes for the athletics roll, though. Okay. Yeah, just it's a notice to spot the athletics to catch them. Yeah. All right. By the way, I love the new cards, the new card design. Yeah, I was. Just, I actually just added that today. It's from the. Oh yeah, that's uh, the Savage Pathfinder deck. Yeah, that got added today. Yep. Yeah, it's very really nice. nice. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I just climb up onto. Does anybody actually before we go? Does anybody else want a different card? Good. Draco has a club. That's a complication. Oh. Do 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 do. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yes. Got after my own heart. <laughs> Go ahead, Dana. Make your notice roll. Yeah, just hopping up onto the reef, looking in the uh, little tidally pool kind of areas. And a notice roll is... Uh, that is a six with my plus two from the Joker. I'll keep that. Okay. And uh, Rosie is up next. You just see her just dive beneath the surface. Comes up with a crab in her hand. There's a whole bunch down here. Excellent. That's where we'll focus then. And I hold out a pot for, for the crab. Russ. Russ is going to take that pot, dive down where, where Rosie just gone, and go for the survival route. Okay. That's a five, and I'm happy with that. Cool. <clears throat> Truco. Mm, yeah, there... Uh... I mean, my in initial intention would be to go for the notice and athletics route, but I don't know what what the complication will be. Well, it's a it's a minus two, and I'll tell you whatever the complication ends up being. All right, all right. Yeah, so like, whatever your you roll is. Want... I never rolled athletics. I just rolled notice on that turn. Was yeah, that because athletics will come in the next round. Oh, I didn't re. I didn't realize it was split over two rounds. I thought it was uh, two rolls for. I thought I was just playing the action. Okay. Yeah, that that changes things. So, so if I if I choose that option, it will be like in two rounds, I will get the benefit instead yeah. of one. Oh, okay. I sure. did not understand that was uh, okay. that was the intent here. Okay. okay. I would say keep my choice. You want to do a so. survival roll this round then? I would like to retcon that to a survival roll since I've got plus two from the Joker. It's a good time for it. Sure, I'll allow that. All right, let's do that real quick. And that's an ace for a total of five, which I will hold. Okay. Nice. So I will go for the notice check. Struko is diving in. 
that would be a seven minus two, a five. Five. All right. So yeah, you're you're kind of like treading water, you know, looking down at the reefs beneath you, kind of sticking your head down a little bit. And at one point behind you, you feel something like rub against your legs, and you kind of turn a little bit, and you see a shark there. Except it's it's not a large shark. It's probably only about four or five feet long, but it is enough to make you nervous, and you just kind of slowly swim away. But despite this, you do you do you know catch a line to a couple crabs that you can go down and get. All right, Torlin. Well, is Truco going to mention the shark when he goes up? He will say, "Hmm, I mean, that's an interesting question." No, he wouldn't. <laughs> what are you grinning over there about? No, it's a, it's a beautiful place down there. Uh, interesting colors. <laughs> I'll I'll keep. Athletics is not a roll. You either need to make a notice roll this round, athletics neck round, or you can make. A I thought there was a choice to. Round. Oh, okay. What's the survival for? Do I even have survival? Okay. Well, yeah. Let's. Has anybody done survival? Let's just see what happens with that. <laughs> I did survival, but I had a joker to offset the untrained penalty. <laughs> Russ and Rosie did survival as well. Dorlin has all, all a drill with him. <laughs> just, apparently yes, does. does. That's a nine. Dorlin's yeah. just like you know, he, he's above the right spot. Just goes down and and comes up with two crabs in his hands. He's able to one in his beard. <laughs> <laughs> now it's here you find out that so you guys have gotten five crabs through this whole time. It takes four crabs to fill up one of the pots, right? So you uh, how so many pots pot. we have? Well, you've got four pots total. So you you filled up one pot and a little bit extra. All right. Uh, so next round, I'm guessing Russ doesn't want the two of clubs. Take the five of hearts. Uh, it sounds about right. I wish it would show me the cards that I was getting so I could see, you know, the opportunity cost of having this hindrance. Now, what's your hindrance? Uh, uh, hesitance, right? hesitance, yes. Um, you got a two of diamonds. Oh, wait. Uh, no, sorry. I misread that. That wasn't for Torlin. That was for Truco. Truco should have mm-hmm. drawn again. Yes. Torlin got a two of diamonds, then a two of clubs, then a three of spades, then a three of diamonds, and now I've got a jack of diamonds. <laughs> All right. I'm confused, so, but... Uh, I'm also confused. Because Truco has uh, quick, which means he he gets to keep drawing cards till he gets more than a five. Right, so you meant uh, you meant Truco on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Torlan got a, a jack of clubs. My highest <laughs> card was... Or my lowest card was a jack of clubs, it looks like. In my back, I will include you in my backstory. Yeah, so you can name. call me Orlin instead of Torlan. <laughs> All right. I'd like a new card because I know Michael's going to keep his club and I don't want two clubs on one round. <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> There's a lot of cards already drawn, so yeah, makes sense. Uh, Evidently, the minus two for untrained wasn't enough. Get a seven of hearts. I will take that seven of hearts. Okay. Is Torlin keeping his clubs? Uh, yes, Ellie knows me well. <laughs> All right, Truco, you're up. All right, Truco is gonna, yeah, gonna do the athletics roll, right? But can I, how big but was that shark that I found out? Or um, he already swam away? So probably about a meter and a half. A meter, okay, no, okay, so no, in that case. Bigger than the shark was. Right, right, right. So, so it's like, hopefully, uh, what, five feet? Yeah. Right, I will, I will just do... Uh, quick, let me. 
common knowledge for myself. Oh, okay. So I won't say shit. All right. So yeah, I will go down there with athletics roll, and that's an eight. Oh yeah, you made you made the notice roll last round, correct? Right. So I was like looking at the reef, the best place to yep. try to deep like deep down dive down and just get the most yep. advantageous so position. Down. Right. You, you spotted a couple good good sized crabs and dove down to grab them. Right. Came came up six successfully. I will. I will just add, and I don't. Yeah, no. I will. I will add this. Yeah, I was thinking something else, but I, I won't do it. I won't do it <laughs> because I run a critical failure. So I was thinking in maybe like using my dagger to to plunge on some of the crabs, which will give up blood into the into the sea. I mean, into Is the that water. Is common knowledge? The check was four to see. Yeah, that was if I, if sharks? if uh, Truco knew that sharks go. Uh, a bit crazy with and okay. thinking if that was, I don't know. I don't want to. De- I don't want to derail the situation. Well, why'd you even but roll for that? Now you my... got your crit fail and you can't. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I think mean, crabs bleed that way. All right, if not, I don't know. I mean, it's that's for, uh, lack of common knowledge for myself. Just don't get pinched. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Sure. Like a pinch on the neck from Mr. Spock. Come up with them, Torlin. Okay. Well, as much as I'd like to punch a shark, I think I better do with a notice roll uh, and not take the minus four here. So I get the sense that the crabs are running dry in this spot, but let's look for another. So if you're making a notice roll, it's only at a minus two. Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, survival would be at a minus four for me, so. Why would it be a minus four for you? Because I'm untrained. Untrained. Not notice. You trained at notice. I'm untrained in survival. Seems like an important skill for a uh, soldier to have, but I must have overlooked it in, in at birth. Character <laughs> creation. Fifteen, the rule. Yeah, so you spot an excellent spot where you see uh, a couple crabs coming out. Although that would be, it does not 13. have a minus two in it, so that would actually be a thirteen. Still success with two raises. Okay, Rosie's turn. She just, she dives underneath the water again on her own. She comes up cussing. Well, actually, she has a Benny of her own. I will I'll let her spend that. Wild card. Yeah, she, six on the she roll. She does not come up empty-handed. She comes up with another crab. Alright. Good haul, Rosie. And Dana. Well, I will go to the spot Torlin pointed out <laughs> and go down to to try to catch another crab in this in this new pool okay so i'll do, do my survival oh so close to being something i don't think i have anything that will help me with this yeah benny it if you want to that was that was a one not a critical one but a dirty one that's a two, and I'm keeping it. I will say I've been watching uh, Critical Roles new season, and it's just so disturbing to me to watch them roll dice and not have the option to re-roll it. Just, <laughs> oh, with this, they can't like choose to re-roll this really important <laughs> roll to them. Mm-hmm. All right, is that like 
system that no one knows about, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it's like some weird six E, something like that. Yeah, yeah. probably never yeah. heard of it. Yeah, yeah. What's it yeah. called? Sturgeons and flagons? <laughs> yeah, so, Sturgeon. All right, Russ. I'm just gonna go down and dive down with survival again. It looks like it's an ace on the d4 for a six. Do I want to? I'm gonna Benny it once for fun. See if we can get the raise. That's an ace on the d. Oh, it's on two both. aces. All right, yeah. That's go. an eight. Nice. Worth it. I will keep the eight. So again, you come up <coughs> with two more crabs. Yeah. We will go to the third round. Rosie's got quick two. So she'll take that instead. Russ, Queen of Diamonds or Eight of Hearts? Queen of Diamonds. And no clubs this round. Right. Um, I will ask for another card, please. Sure. Spend your Benny. Yes. Choker fishing. All right. I mean, it's not a situation. Queen of three, queen. there's five of us in place. What, what will be that? Be the queen of clubs. Queen of clubs. Oh, no. I'm subdented. <laughs> All right. No, no, let's go with the six of hearts. Yeah, I want to. No, I, I want the clubs. I want the clubs. Sorry. Turn my. Oh. Queen of clubs. You do, so you do want the club, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want some <laughs> spice. There's a way I can do that. Oh, you you lost it. That's okay. Yeah, if you... I, I had selected selected it, but I'm pretty sure that there's a thought there was a way that I can actually change. The no, no. If if it takes too much time, don't worry. I I keep the. Uh, I keep the um, six. Doesn't worry. So I am going to say, even though it's not your turn, Torlin, since you got two raises on your roll. As you you see Dana come down and you you failed that last round, right, Dana? I did. I got a two. So you went down trying to trying to get some crabs, and you know one of the crabs like went underneath the rock, and you kind of reached under trying to grab it, and stuff like that. Couldn't get it. You know, had to had to let go and swim back up to the surface to, to catch your breath and stuff. And and Torlin, you saw as she come up, you saw emerging kind of like where the crab was, kind of come out this uh-huh. this pretty large creature kind of come out of the rocks that kind of like has this front of the lobster but you see the back is kind of like an eel it's got the tail of an eel to it and it's kind of snapping its claws a little bit and it seems to be following dana a little bit give me a monstrosities give me a common knowledge check it's the great sea monster of the glimmer gleam come back for cauldron <laughs> me or torlin for a common knowledge check torlin common knowledge check you didn't notice it Oh, I didn't notice it? No, Dana didn't notice it. Torlin did. I'm giving this to you with the 15 on the notice roll. Common knowledge for Torlin. He's got a plus one on this, and it's a five. So you see this creature, it's probably about three and a half feet long, and it's, you've heard stories of this, it's known as reef claws. They are pretty big, aggressive creatures, but you've also heard about them because you've seen them on some menus and some restaurants. (laughs) so and you see with that 15 you also notice another one kind of comes out of the water kind of circling around you guys and they seem to be moving in towards you so for this next round instead of going into like a 
traditional combat or anything. This is, we're just going to continue this dramatic task. And how that's going to look is either either you can fend off the one of the reef claws. You can do that with either an athletics, uh, just an athletics check to fend it off. You can actually try and kill it and, and capture it or whatever. That would be fighting role for the dramatic task. But again, remember, it's just like as long as you're dealing with the reef claw, you're not catching crabs. So you all have to kind of like take that into consideration. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Russ, you are up first. I don't know if Torland's calling anything out. Because this is uh, like... Since we're yes, he combat, just shouted that out about the sea monster of the Glimmer Gleam. So... Russ is going to hold uh, his after action. After you realize it's a reef claw, you don't make any corrections? And now... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Russ is going to hold his action till the bottom of the round. I give, I'm giving Torland a Benny for that. This is going on hold. Rosie's next. I'm just going to make a quick roll see if she even hears Torland. No, she's going underneath for some more lobsters or more crabs. And she grabs one. Rolling a five. <laughs> Dana. Okay, are the are the lobstrosities seem to be going starting in on anyone yet, or are they still just circling? Oh, they're kinda of coming in toward towards all of you. I'm letting you all determine like if well, if you're going to focus on them or if you're going to focus on catching crabs, because there's there's only this round and next round left in this dramatic task. All right. Well, I think the appropriate thing for, do, for Dana to do is hop up on a more solid part of the reef, draw her sword in a guard position, call there's out. None of the reef is really... There's nowhere to stand on? Not really. All right. Well... All the same, I will draw my sword, call out to the others, keep going. If there's trouble, I'll handle it. And I am going to activate first strike. We're not we're not doing that. We're not going into combat. We're still nope. in the dramatic task. So it's it think of it less concretely. So if you want to like attack and try and kill one of the reef claws, get them out, you'll just make a fighting roll as part of this dramatic task. All right. Well, at the at the moment, I'm not going. I'm not going to attack them yet. I'm just going to position myself to to defend someone else in case things go sideways. You're going to go on hold then. Uh, I guess so. That'll be the best way to say it. Don't think of this in terms of combat necessarily. Oh, I know. Just just you've you've let me use martial flexibility on dramatic tasks previously, so I was just uh, gonna activate that just in case I need it. Yeah, well, that particular one wouldn't help you on the dramatic task because we're not going to be determining who goes into whose area first or anything like that. All right. Oh, and I can... These things look like... Oh, that's a lobstrosity. That is a lobstrosity. Subnautica, eat your heart out. (laughs) (laughs) Da-da-chuck, da-da-chim. Catch those crabs or things will be grim. I have a sudden craving for tuna. Can tuna. So, Torlin, what are you going to do? I guess he's going to ignore the sea monsters because uh, Dana seems to be confident and he trusts her, so he'll go and catch some lobsters. Let's see. Athletics. Is that right? I did the notice earlier. Now I do the athletics now. Yep. Okie dokie. Hmm, seven. I'll give it a Betty. I've got plenty to spare. Yes, 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 oh. yes. All right, yes. That'll be a 16. You have Bennies. 
and use one. This time there's uh, crabs in my beard. <laughs> I will, I, I will you say, your word. Um, yeah. I was giving you a penalty because of the reef claws are in the water, except you were getting a bonus from your high notice roll. So to kind of wash out 16, that is a success with three raises. So yeah, on your way down, you do come up with, with two crabs that have snatched onto your beard, as well as one in each hand. Nice. Quick, help me get these off before they escape. Uh, how many pots have we filled now? Three, uh, and the fourth's almost full. Three, yeah. All right, cool. It's not good to comb your beard with a crab while it's wet. <laughs> Truco. I mean, Truco heard about these lobstrosities. I mean, yeah, you, you're hearing Dana shouting some stuff and Torlin shouting some stuff. All right. You probably, uh, you can probably see him in the water. You can give me a common knowledge check. All right. Let's see how it goes. That would be a uh, five. Yeah, you know these are reef claws as well. And this is not the shark that he saw earlier? Nope, <laughs> definitely not. All right. They're, they're uh, good. Uh, yeah. They are smaller than the shark that you saw, but they are they are known as to be uh, fierce predators. But I'd say, Truco, you also know that they're, they're good eating. All right. So he will say on the surface, oh, the lagger's gonna like this. And he will just dive and try to catch one. Okay. Uh, with one of his daggers on hand. Sure. Give me a fighting roll minus three. All right. Minus three. Uh, let me check. Minus three. I don't have. Ah, minus two and minus one. That is a nine minus three, which would be a six. You go ahead. So the picture, how, how do you take this one out? I mean, Truka being not, maybe not the stealthiest on water, but still learning, just trying to stay away for a second and just diving in really quickly and with his dagger, just plunge the the top of his of his head and just like trying to like uh, go for the exoskeleton, right? And just like trying to rip it off and uh, trying to open it apart. You are quite successful taking out this reef claw. All right. Uh, and you bring it up now. I mean, you bring it up. Now there's some blood in the water, right? And as you bring it up, I mean, this thing is like three and a half feet, like about a meter long, right? All right. And it weighs you know, 50 or 60 pounds. All right. I, I um, uh, tithed it with my rope that I have. Like on one end will be the, the love trusty and one, one end will be my waist. Uh, okay. I'm doing that, Benny, with the reef claw. You can reef fit claw. a reef claw and a pot, but that's all you're fitting into the pot. Right. Does Russ want to go, or Dana? Russ will go. See, Dana is also kind of got the same idea of pulling Overwatch and just kind of like trade a nod and go down for uh, try to fill up this last crab pot. Okay. Uh, my survival. And it'll be at a minus, minus two. Okay. Trying to evade it. It's a dirty one, so we're gonna Benny that. It's another dirty one. We still got another round. I'm gonna hold that. Okay, so as you're going down trying to get a, one of the reef claws or one of that one more crab, give me give me a figure check minus one. Okay, it's an ace on the wild die. Minus one takes it to a nine. Russ laughs at your negative modifiers. 
No, 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 no. We're not, we're, we're not, we're not tempting Aladra tonight. <laughs> so you go, you go down and try and get a crab and whatnot, and you haven't been tracking very much these these reef claws or anything like that, too much. And one kind of comes up behind you, and its claws comes out, snatches your leg a bit. You're able to kind of get your leg out before it like clamps down on it. However, you can feel this like stinging pain in your leg that you're able to kind of like shirk off a bit and swim back up to the surface. Are you acting this round, Dana? That depends on what I see and who's told me what's going on. Like, do, you know, do I know that this, that they're getting aggressive now or uh, Russ, did you pop back up and say, ah, something bit me or whatever? Yeah, Russ gonna pop back up. Oh, I think they're poison. Oh, it got me in the ankle. Oh, okay. what is it? A jellyfish? I can piss on it. Yeah. So if Russ come back up saying that, maybe I better remove that from the podcast. <laughs> no. 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 no that's safe. That's safe. That's how how many live live lobstrosities can I see from where I am? Give me give me a notice check. Two. I'm gonna Benny that. I'm not doing so. There we go. That's a Benny well spent for an eleven. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you see one trailing Russ. All right, I'm going to uh, put put myself between Russ and the Lobstrosity and and take a stab at it. What? Now, are you intending on are you intending on just keeping it at bay, or are you intending on killing it? Uh, I'll go for the kill. Okay, give me a fighting roll minus three. Minus three. Woof. See what we come up with. That's a zero, and I'm gonna Benny it. I'm gonna hold with the one. Okay, give me a Vicar check, minus one. Mm. Wow, my rolls are trash. That yeah, I was going to say that's. You're in a yeah, that's bad a streak. Two, and I'll spend my last Benny on that. Come on. That's there we go. for a six. Okay. I'm going to give you another Benny for, uh, realize you're kind of hanging on to your coat of honor there. This reef claw also like snaps at you. Like you're having trouble dealing, wielding your rapier underwater here. It just kind of like glances off its exoskeleton, with hardly affecting it at all. But its claw comes in and cuts you a little bit on your midsection and you can feel the some stinging pain that almost wants to kind of overwhelm you, but you're able to kind of shrug it off and kind of kick back and uh, catch your breath. Okay. And we will go to the next round. Rosie gets a joker. Good job, Rosie. I really needed that joker. <laughs> Russ, do you want the Queen of Hearts or the Seven of Diamonds? Queen of Hearts, please. Yeah. Doesn't know that Rosie's on your side, so I'll give everybody a Benny. She's going first. <clears throat> she kind of hears you two screaming out, and she goes, Blasted Child of the Devourer! And you kind of see her, like, come up with this hand axe glinting in the air, and she just starts swimming over towards Dana and dives down, trying to go after the uh, reef claw. Okay. Wow, Rosie. Nice. Rosie. <laughs> Good job, Rosie. That Rosie got a 10. Yeah. She's angry now. Yeah, she's... When is she not angry? She's got a foul temper. And you see her axe. She has a much easier time wielding the axe. Just kind of comes down and just like, you know, thunks it right in its head. Just cutting deep 
and the thing just stops swimming. Oh. Dana. So Rosie's in the Rosie's fighting. Russ is Russ is here. Torlin and Truk are are crabbing. Did did we fill the crab pots? No. No. Still oh, got so. one slot left. As far by my count. As far as All crabs right. concerned, you got one slot left. You do have a reef claw, which is would fill a whole pot itself. <laughs> All right. Technical in terms. That, go hmm. ahead. Oh, in that case, I'll use my turn to to support Torlin in catching more crabs. I will call out. We need to wrap this up quickly, Torlin. You've you've done the bulk of it. Now finish the job, <laughs> please. So yeah. Okay. Sounds like persuasion, huh? Yep. That's a four, and I'm I'm gonna be reckless and take my free reroll to fish for a raise. I did not get a raise. I'm holding with the four. Okay, so Torlin gets a plus one. Is Truco doing anything this round? Uh, yeah. Are there any more lobsters around? Or um, Rosie took off the last one? Oh, oh, the lobster monstrosity? Yeah, it's, yeah, sorry. it's, yeah, it's down as well. You see Rosie's having a hell of a time swimming and like pulling its axe out of the head of the one that it killed. Yeah, Truco was going there, but she sees uh, that display of Berserker rage from Rosie. says, nope, and just, mm, uh, can I do like, just like a general like look of the reef in general, if there is anything more interesting than what is already displayed? Or already described, I mean. I mean, you can make or... a notice check to support somebody else for this last round. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I will go and say to Torlan, hey, we already took care of the lobster problem. So, easier to swim now. And just try to support him. Okay. Are you, are you trying to support him with persuasion or with notice? Yeah, I guess that would be persuasion in this case. Okay. Oh, all of these supports will be wonderful when I get to crit fail. Yeah. That's the idea. Double ace. Two aces. There you go. I mean, my words are so compelling. You you feel like it's like, yeah. Is that going to be a max bonus for Torlin? That'll be max plus. Max is out of plus two, so Torlin's got plus three. All right. Russ, what are you doing this round? We're going to go for that survival check. I'm going to go for that last crab. Okay. Uh, It's an ace on the wild die for an 11. Nice. Nice. So you come back with one more that you can fill the pot with. I mean, you you do come back with two, but see, there's no room in the pots. Right, right. If you want to swim with it still or... Into Uh, the beard. Into the beard. Is this going to be a new thing that we just keep all our spare junk in Torlin's beard? Because I'm okay with that. <laughs> we eventually buy, buy a bag of holding and just put it there. Like, <laughs> put the bag of holding in his beard. <laughs> beard of holding. holding. Or is it a beard of holding? It's a beard yeah, of beard holding. Beard of holding. Yeah. Okay, this is going in the quest journal. We'll, we'll give it to. We'll give our spare to, to Torlin. Let him. Let his his dwarven beard take it. You doing anything this round, Torlin? Well, I, it's, all the job's been done, right? Is there anything left to do? Nope. I can't go punch a shark, can I? Um, I swim after the shark and try to punch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, where are you That's going? a good use of my support roll. Thank you. So make a straight fighting roll, then. 
<laughs> I was just kidding. Uh, all right, let's see. Okay, what, what is the narrative reason at this point for Torlin to go punch? I don't know if the bonuses are there. <laughs> well, your plus three to the support roll will cancel out the minus three you would have had to your fighting roll. So, I mean, if this ah, is what Torlin well, would actually I do. Well, can I some more? Or? I don't know. Are you really going after a shark? Well, we'll, we'll just keep the five. Oh... Uh, not sure how to handle you aggressively going after a shark. <laughs> Don't really want to draw this into a new combat. So we'll now turn this into a quick encounter because this actually, no, you, you kind of hit the shark. Uh, the shark freaks out a little bit and he, and he flees. Tortland feels bad. <laughs> and, um, I'm sorry I was controlled by a silly human behind the screen. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> No sharks were, in fact, punched. This is why humans, other than Dana, all suck. <laughs> oh. Do you I don't care about the wildlife. Uh, back, Truco? Uh, about sorry, Truco, what? About the reef claw being good eaten? What? Uh, the last thing you said, sorry? Are you saying anything to anybody about reef claws being good eating? Yeah, I mean, he he did say it out loud that Lagra would certainly like uh, having the... the the love love source around so to bring them you will probably convey that in some way or form okay so everybody give me an athletics check swimming on back to the ship all right i i do ask rosie if she wants to tie up the other uh, to the rope that i have yeah. you have a minus one Ooh. on your roll oh no no oh no who's gonna rescue dana <laughs> uh, Dana critically failed her athletics check to return to the Storm Reaver. Uh, ah, right. I got enough enough rolls for the both of us. Oh, snap. That you do. Dorlin rolls a 16. Again. Twice. Has to choose what, between what? the crab and his beard or saving Dana. <laughs> That's an easy choice. What, the crab. Russ got a 9. An 8 for Drew. Keep that. Dorlin got a 16. Okay, so Dana, you catch like you, you catch the wave a wrong way and get a face full of salt water, and you've been getting a little cold as well and kind of like flounder a little bit. Torlin helps you out, bringing you back, but you are going to take on a level of fatigue from bumps and bruises. All right, and you come back. So I want give me. Well, since the Savage Worlds and we roll, don't roll d20s much at all, give me a d20 roll from Truco, Torlin, and Dana. D20. D20? This is mysterious. This is heresy. Oh. <laughs> Torlin rolls a 20 on the d20. Hold on, let me let me ace that. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> D- Dana rolls a 6 as well with yeah. Truco. All right, so since it's a theme... You come back to the ship, you know, Torlin's still got a couple crabs stuck to his beard and, and whatnot. Torlin was dragging one of the reef claws as well. Truco had the other reef claw. And you see from up on the quarter deck, Prince Mika's kind of like, she stands a little straighter when she sees you coming up to the deck with these reef claws. <clears throat> and she kind of looks, looks you all over. Dana's like coughing out some salt water at the time, whatnot. And she, she extends a hand and points out to you, and she just yells, Cutthroat, give that one all his gear back. Job well done. And she just kind of like turns around on the deck and kind of walks away. No, no, wait. That He didn't. 
<laughs> I, I reach out and like smash Trigo across the chest. You should have should have swum faster. You hear? Yeah, that's three lashes for talking to the prince. I'm beginning to enjoy. Oh, man. I'm just giving like yeah. Scourge this like fake grin, like looking at his face with like an anger inside, but a really a green, like like a really uh. forced green face. <laughs> like, oh yeah, 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 yes, sure. Uh, like, all right. Luca's just like okay. I've got an itch back there. <laughs> yeah. We will take a a break here. You end up getting all you get back from Grok. You guys spent. You know, the majority of the time over there, so, you, so none of you need to make a roll for your duties for the day. This kind of covers it. Bloody hour comes, and Shruko is once more tied to the mast. All right. Um, along with uh, Badger and Tilly, for different reasons, of course. Go ahead and make a bigger check, plus one there, Shruko. All right, that's three, which I'll be Benny. And that's uh, two, which I'll be the Benny. Three was a the three was a four because you have a plus one on the roll. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize. So roll back on that penny. So yeah, a four. Give you your penny back. Anything anybody up to for the evening? For nighttime ship action? Did I suffer any ill effects from the poison or was that just kind of a, a temporary? You made your vigor check, so you actually didn't suffer from the poison. Okay. I think Russ is going to gamble. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, there's just there's some general card games that's going on for the evening. There is uh, typical arm wrestling going on. It's a fairly common staple. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Torlin will get uh, in actually, on that. So something new tonight. Instead of game like in the galley, a bunch of people are playing heave. Heave, <laughs> heave is a, a drinking game. Oh, uh, you know, t- you know, there's a number of the crew members and swabs taking part in it. And basically it is a last one standing wins. So that's generally the game going on. If you want to participate in that, or um, you can try and get a game of cards going or something like that, or dice. Are any of our normal influence targets playing Heave? That would be Aretta, Cog, Giffer, Conakbar, Badger. Conakbar is not playing. He's watching. Yes, to pretty much the rest. People. And I would say you have, you've seen this before, and you know this is stiff competition because there's a lot of dwarves involved with this, and dwarves tend to be able to drink a lot. <laughs> is Fish Guts playing? Because that, that, would, that would just be unfair. <laughs> well, maybe not, because he's still been drinking throughout the day, so he's already got an early start. <laughs> uh, do you want to try Heave, or do you want to... Try a different gambling going. Get a different game going. I think Russ is going to go in on Heave, but he's not going to... He's not really playing to win. He's just playing to make a show. Maybe beat one of the dwarves. Okay. See if he can beat Torlet. <laughs> oh. oh. All right. Now, now, the goal in Heave is to drink a half a pint of rum in one swig. So give me a vigor check minus one there, Russ. Are you joining in this on Torlin? Oh, yeah. Torlin saddles up to Ruskill. Well, all of a sudden, we're going to see what you're made of here. Let's see if uh, Dana's right to trust in you. At least you can hold down your liquor. Give me a bigger roll minus one. That's I, uh, as much a measure of anyone's worth as, as anything else. I, I 
kind of pat Russ on the shoulder and say, it's no shame to lose to Torlin. And well, at some point concurrently while the heave game is going on, I, I want to entertain. Okay. Uh, go uh, ahead and give me a bigger check minus one there, Truco. Oh, you did that? Sorry. Russ, I am wound up spending two bennies because my rolls are bad, but wound up with a four. Okay. Torlin, bigger check, minus one. Oh, yes, coming right up. It needs to definitely Benny. it. Oh, a better roll did apply it. Okay, that would have been a four, but it was a three with the minus one. And we got some oh. pacing going on. Oh. I'm going to Benny it again. That was a seven with You are one. playing a drunk game with a dwarf that has seven bennies. Just, just, just pointing that out. Oh, just a six! Come on now, where's ah. my sixteens from earlier? There's gonna be more than one round. Russ might have a. History All right, of I'll keep the eight. Truco is leaning on the side, watching this. Just to clarify. Torlin is doing just well. Um. Man. Orkline Coladrum. <laughs> Got some of the other folks drinking. No, we're not just drinking any grog made of tumors or roots, are we? <laughs> There's no bilgerod in there, Uncle. Come on, you can do better than that. Sandara, Sandara starts snickering off to the side. Arzag ends up bowing out of it, uh, kind of falls down <laughs> drunk. Everybody make a, uh, you two make figure checks now at a minus two. Oh, yes, the old nine. (laughs) I think Russ's Ruthless is going to kick in against himself, and uh, we're going to Benny that. It's a three. (laughs) It's an ace on the D6. Second ace on the D6. (laughs) Oh. Is that a That's an 11. Oh. And since this is a gambling game, we did not establish how much money you all are putting into the pot. I don't know if Torlin has any. He's probably... Unless he had some with his gear that he got back. I... Uh, coinage? You did not get any coinage back with your... Yeah. Maybe Dana will lend him some. I'll, I'll put one sovereign on Torlin. What? You gotta have a little bit more confidence in me than that. I only have two sovereigns, Uncle. We might need the other then one. Then put him in the pot. I'm trying to make enough to make get your dagger back. Hey, hey, Dana. Oh, okay, Dana. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I will so, go to Dana. Dana. You've got Galifars, not sovereigns. Yeah, sorry. Oh. That's why I meant. I meant two Galifars. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, no, one goes uh, to to Dana. Says, uh, that's kind of a small pot. You do you you don't have money? Do you have any money or? I have. All I had to my name was four sovereigns, and that was what you gave me from from what you wagered on on Owlbear. I had to spend two to get my sword back, and now these two are going on Torlin. All right, and I will will whisper, and Torlin is really good at drinking, right? He seems like a tough guy. He is a tough guy. Yeah, you know him better. He asked me to, so I'm going to put this in the pot and let him do what falls. All right. So yeah, I toss I toss all my money, my whole two Galifars. I will I will I will give uh, Dana three Galifars. The condition of betting them as well. All right, here we here we go. So that's that's five Galifars on Torland. And I take three off myself. How much were you gambling, Russ? Russ is gonna match it at five. That's what I was planning on re- on losing anyways. Okay, let's see. Arzak bows out. Areta bows out. 
She loses. There's any Cloud Reavers. Torlin's just going to accidentally bump into the back of their tankard as he's upending his. Give me a thievery roll. Thievery? Thievery. Thievery includes That's going to be untrained. For bumping? Uh, it, Benny, 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 Benny. A hand trick to, to do it with... Well, uh, actually... Instead of doing I mean, that, he's not even that. really trying to be unobvious. Do a stealth check. Do it as a stealth check. Okay. Give me uh, the penny back, and you could uh, redo it as a stealth check. Stealth. Also, now that uh, now that Tarlin's that's told a five. Dana, I'll keep it. Now that Tarlin's told Dana that he's he wants to try to win enough coin to get her her Tago knife back, she's a lot more she's a lot more invested in this game now. She was having fun, just letting Torlin do his thing, but now she's watching very intently <laughs> the, with a All look right. on the face. Truco um, is looking for anyone that you kind of know where where I'm going. <laughs> uh, <you> <laughs> I can't imagine what Truco wants to do. What are you implying, Ernesto? Yeah, I mean... I'm not sure I understand what you're getting at here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my ways of getting back (laughs) what I give to you. So, like, yeah, I would probably just start pickpocketing everyone that pass out of the competition. So your nighttime action is going to be to to steal? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay. We'll probably cover that towards the end. All right. But so Torlin and Russ can give me Vigor checks minus three. I guess Torlin just must be drinking more that he's a dwarf since he's getting the same checks here. Let's see. Vigor minus three. We got minus two and minus four on options, so we'll just take one off of whatever the whatever this final total is. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do uh, minus one and minus two. Oh, that that's would, yeah, that would do it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Either way, I that's got it. more bennies to spend. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, I do. It's oh, a seven. It goes. Go, Torlet, go. Russ is bowing out. Done. Come on, Russ, open up your throat. So, Russ, you lose your five Galifars. I'll mark that off. Down to 16. Shouldn't say that where Truco can hear. <laughs> Wow, Rigger's representing Tilly and Slippery. <laughs> oh, no, Rosie. Go, Rose go. Third drink in, rolls Rosie. a 12, just, just pounds it. We got Badger. So it's Rosalie, Slippery Sill, and Torlin left. Need another bigger check at minus four, Torlin. Okay. Ooh. Dorley, uh, Rosie, you're still in this. You're half my size. Uh, Are you calling see. me short? And she, like, punches you in your stomach. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see if I can keep it going. Oh, there's more oh, aces. It's a five. Uh, was trying to start the shanty, like, Dorlan, 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 and he's ringing. Yeah, I did want to entertain while the match was going on, but oh. I don't know, I might be distracted now. And Rosie rolls another, another 12. Uh, Rosie. 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 I want to let her win. <laughs> Jeez, Truco. <laughs> Rosie, whichever one of us loses, has to do a performance after this. And I promise you it's not going to be me. Oh, and Russ, you do take on a level of fatigue. Oh, my gosh. That's slippery? Slippery Sill just got a 27. That slippery rolls a 27. 
That's aggressive. Random Holy. rigor for the win. <laughs> yeah. Slippery Wait, I'm just like, they had minus two. Just like she, she's been doing well this whole time, but like this time she just like, just one breath gulp swig just downs it super quick. And is that at her negative four? I mean, yeah. not that it would matter, but. Yeah. Next round, you're at a negative five there, Torlin. Torlin's starting to get a little uneasy against uh, Rosie here. Let's see. This is going to spend one penny. She With the minus three. five. Yeah, no, that didn't work. Rosie's out. Rosie's well, out. That's a minus two. Okay, I got more bennies. You lose. <laughs> Come on. You still gotta beat Slippery. That was a minus one that time. One more Benny. That's... I didn't hear any sound. That's a uh, minus three. One more. <laughs> nice chance. I didn't no. hear no bell. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. Torlin finishes it off with a minus one or something like that. Well, someone else got worse, so... <laughs> <laughs> there is that. is the only one who ends up with a positive number. So everybody like, you know, this all happens at once, right? They have everybody drink. And so all four of you, or all, yeah, four of you, Castilli, Slippery, Rosie, and Torlin are all left. They all take the swig at once. And then they all in various stages, just like stumble and fall to the ground, right? You take on a level of fatigue, Torlin. I think, yeah, no, the, Let's put the pot between everybody. So that we will say you end up with 15 Galifars, Torlin. Wowzer. All right. Well, I mean, there's at least two people in here who threw in five Galifars each. Dana will be my, my treasurer here since I am incapacitated. And Rosie owes uh, us a song. You can do your performance check there, Dana. Hmm. No, uh, the way things turned out, I'm not going to. Dana looks a little deflated, and she kind of she kind of scratches at at her at her collarbone, where uh, at her shirt over her collarbone area, and goes up to Russ and takes takes five Galifars from what Torlin passed her and said, "Well, that's yours." That you took off my unconscious hand. Yeah. <laughs> And give it to an unconscious Rust as well. Oh, he's out cold. No, he's not I mean, out cold. He's definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he ducked out before before oh, things. He's a, bit, oh, right. he's a bit hammered. Yeah. He started puking. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I just hand over the hand him back five Galifars and say, "Well, that's yours." I didn't win. That's not the rules. Tor Torlin didn't win either. He'd want you to have it. Right. As Dania is having this conversation, I will pickpocket uh, Torlan, if possible. I I was... Unless as Dana is... Well, you did say you were pickpocketing other people at the time. No, gonna... I'm I'm pickpocket in, indiscriminate. But if Torlan is available for robbery, I will uh, take that. Because he's the one that to the uh, glory of killing those loves right well, now. Yeah, you want to know what's in my pockets? <laughs> I do. I mean, the gold's, the gold's in Dana's hand. All right. Well, you got some soap, some string, some. Let's well, see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. If Nobody said he's first. successful. Nobody yeah, said he's exactly. successful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. give me a stealth check minus two. All right. 
minus two. Let's see. And that it's 14. Okay. Now give me a thievery check. All right. Minus anything or straight? That can be straight. All right. Thievery. Actually, no, that will also be at a minus three. Sorry. All right. But there's so, a whole lot of acing going on. So Yeah. yeah. That's, that's 17 minus three, which would be a 14 as well. Okay. Interesting. Probably wouldn't take that, so I'll give you something else. Okay. Nice, and uh, you got enough successes. Okay. <clears throat> what you managed to find here, Truco, I'll throw these various things on your character sheet. Through, out of one pocket, well, I mean, of course, you go around just picking a few pockets indiscriminately, what seems good. Check your ill-gotten gains later, right? Yeah. I would just, yeah, yeah. You know, in, in more dark space, quiet space. You managed Can I just whisper him what he finds? Or? What's that? Could I whisper him what he finds? Well, I wasn't having him pick your pocket. I was just, I just made some rolls on some loot tables. It's going to tell him. What oh, okay. I thought he was uh, indiscriminately. Never mind. Let's continue. Yeah. I mean, in yeah, total, but whatever you want to play with that. So you find a, a silver ring, somebody. You pulled two agates off of somebody. Small little right. gemstones. Probably right. not worth a ton, but a uh, little something. You found a uh, gold earring as well. And I can throw all these on your character sheet as well once we get there. And you also find a, a strange little kind of like purplish and black stone that's got like purple veins through it. It's only, I'd say it's not even the size of a golf ball. Golf ball is too big. So about half the size of a golf ball. So, right. you know, it's maybe, you know, maybe like this, this big in diameter around. Yeah. You find that you, I don't, yeah, you would have no real idea what it is. But it's got like these these purple kind of veins in it. You can give me you can give me an arcana check, which I think you're unskilled in. Yeah. And right. That would be a five. Five. All right. You you're not sure you're not quite sure what it is, but the purple veins you do believe is Eberron Dragon Shard Residuum. So which tells you that there's some even if it's minor, there's some magical quality about this. Interesting. I would just get everything on my pockets and inside my jacket and I look a bit heavier or somewhat. Yeah. And Dana, what are you planning on doing tonight? Then? What's Torlin's current status? Torlin, are you conscious? Are you awake? Yeah, he's only got one level of fatigue. He's, he's, he, he got good and drunk and he's pretty hammered. <laughs> Come on, Torlin, let's get Let's get you to bed. I'm just gonna, you know, get an arm around him and and escort him, escort him back to his berth. Ru okay. Russ, are you are you good to walk? Right behind you. All right. I'll kind of hold out a hand to steady Russ as needed as we go and uh, and get these two guys situated. The, wave. the wave's extra tall tonight. The what? The waves. They're extra tall tonight. Yeah, yeah, that, that happens sometimes. Come on, let's get you to bed. We've had a long day. So, if, I, uh, if I'm able to get them situated without problem. Russ and Torlin, what happens next? Do you, do you pass out once you get your hammocks? Do you... What do you do once you get your hammocks? Absent any exterior, you know, prodding, he probably would, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll kind of, I'll pull up a barrel beside Torlin's hammock the way he did 
for me the other night when I passed out early. I'll just lean, you know, lean against the wall or whatever, and just uh, take a quick look around to see if there, if anyone else is in the hold. Is that yes, a yeah, there's, there's a couple other swabs asleep. But the, as far as I can tell, they are asleep. As far as you can tell, yeah. All right, and I'll just sit there and slip my slip my locket out of the collar of my shirt and, and hide it a bit in my hand and just uh, pop it open, have a look inside, and just sit there with Torlin for a bit. And that's my night. Okay. I'll give you a Benny for that. Some morning time comes, and a roll call happens as usual. Let's see. Let's get everybody some jobs today. Dana's lucky. Oh, Come on, it's, not, it's not a one. It's not a one. But again, this this is something that you've you've done pretty you've done before. It's turtle um, hunting, isn't it? Yes. Stupid turtles. <laughs> uh, and I already rolled on that one. Toron. That's for bras. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, so close. So close. That was Fish Guts' uh, sobriety roll, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Fish, Fish Guts hands you a harpoon in the morning. He seems to be pretty fine. It's just like, make a turtle suit tonight. <clears throat> Need you to catch, catch some turtles. That'll be a survival check for you. And up on deck side, you know, Master Scourge looks at you, Truco, <clears throat> and just kind of like, sneers at you and there's more mainsail duties for you today pussycat i figure these are some of the jobs that you don't particularly care for because you're not up in the rigging during the day you're just you know hoisting lowering sails all day on the deck right and looks at you torlin and goes take care of the rats below decks and flyboy time for you to swab the decks uh any uh, particular daytime actions anybody's up to today working hungoverly Am I still fatigued? No, you're not fatigued. Everybody can remove their fatigue. Although, Russ, you can only move one level of your fatigue because you got two right now, don't you? No, just the one. Oh, that's right. You made your vigor check against the poison, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Torlin feels a little hungover. I think I can just keep it for a bit. Sure, okay. So what's everybody up to today, besides from the normal duties? Mm-hmm. Drew going out with shopping. Okay. I think that... Torlin will work diligently because he's got no bennies left. <laughs> Russ is also going to work diligently. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll work diligently as well. Okay. You three then get a plus one on your checks. You can go ahead and do that now. So since you're on the main decks, of course, Truco, you peel off at some reasonable moments to go, go see Grok. What can All I right. do for you, Truco? Grok, my lovely... Quartermaster, how are you? Your scars look beautiful today. Looks even beautiful than before. Trying to buy um, your bread before you buy something, huh? Uh, I mean, uh, I know that we don't have the best uh, kind of relationship here, but maybe this can change your mind. And I will show the residium <laughs> stone thing uh, to Grok. Like, uh, raise it up and show it to her. She, she sees it and she's like, are you, are you giving it to me? 
Are you trading it? You want something for it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, is is how much do you think this will cost? How much value do you think it has? And enough to win my things back? So, um, pretty sure that she would know what this is. Yeah, I mean, I also I also going for the the hindrance if that costs more than potentially what I'm buying from. Well, let's find out what you are buying. I believe I have left like a pouch of sand that doesn't have that much value, and my gear, I believe, which is yeah, like. Okay. Um, so she, she kind of looks and she goes, "So you're giving up the thunderstone for the rest of your gear, then, huh? Take that trade." Yeah, you do. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Uh, do you have anything else? I do have more money. Have it, there is this. Is there anything that I'm you running, might I'm running want? Business here. What do you want? Uh, all right, all right. Mm. Um, yeah, I keep my I keep my room well stocked. Right. Do you have any anything uh, fancy around? Like, I got anything? plenty of things fancy, but that everybody's definition is a little bit different. What does that mean to you? Uh, Fancy, fancy craftsmanship, fancy magical. Although you just don't seem to care, you're giving up. You're giving up the thunderstone. So, is that what it is? Oh, all right. But yeah, no, not something magical, but mm, something elegant, colorful. Well, treasure. I don't really deal in treasure since everybody keeps their own shares. The captain keeps her own. I don't hold that stuff. All right. Can you show me what you have on that box over there? And I will point out to the uh, the the bigger one, the most, or the one that seems to have the most locks that I believe you mentioned it to me at some point. Yeah. Oh, now one I got. Uh, I got some potions in there. Oh, potions. That's to your liking. Got a, got a magnifying glass. Oh, that can come in handy. I'll get it. I want. I want it. You, you other types of kits, toolkits and whatnot. All right. No, I like the spy, the, the the spy glass, the magnifying glass. Sorry. My audio crapped out here for a second. Right. So, what was that last thing that you said? I know. I want the like. I will ask Grok for the the magnifying glass or the I don't know the spy glass. Right? Is it that like the thing like that kind of thing? Yes. No, that's a spy glass. The magnifying is just a small thing. It's for reading. Oh, oh, I, I misinterpreted that. All right. She does say I do have a spy glass. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah, I would like that. Let me see how much. Spy gas, I got run you 400 Galifas. You got that with you? 400? That's quite an expensive item. Let me try to look, and I would like to, like, as I look in my pocket and try to move my coins as if I have many, but I really don't. I mean, I'd, I do have I do have the money, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't think... Now that I look at it more clearly, it doesn't seem to have that much. I'm not interested in it anymore. We may think it will be enough. Okay. Right. Question: Does Lacrack comes around here? He just he he like maybe sometimes he. Are you asking the dungeon master or asking? Grok? No, Grok. Grok. I mean, of course she does from time to time whenever she needs gear, requisitions, any of that kind of stuff. Oh, oh. So this is uh, valuable for her as well. One of the officers of the ship. She's got the run of the mill. Okay. And a scorch? Does he comes here every now and then? Yeah, they they all work here. All right, all right. 
Do you know Scourge? Do you know him for like how many time? Uh, how much time? Do you have any history with him? Is there anything? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not like assuming because you two are half orcs, but just just, so, uh, just asking. Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> All right. Do, 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 do. Yeah, for the thunder, thunderstone, she gives you back the rest of your gear. All right. I don't know if that acts as my poverty hindrance kicking in or the price difference. There's actually not that much of a price difference. And oh, it, it already came in for you when you got rid of all that money as a session or two ago. Oh, okay. That's okay. That would be a nine on the persuasion <clears throat> check. Let me grab this. It's like, I mean, of course, I see all the officers that come down here whenever they need any, any gear, any requisitions. I mean, that's pretty normal. I've been sailing with them for a couple of years now. Bit of a fish guts is my favorite cup of grog, if you get what I mean. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, that uh, dwarf certainly knows how to drink. I, can, I gave him that. Is there any is there any rule or any, like, I don't know, anything that the, the officers have to have to obey in some form to lagra? Like, I don't know, for example, not not touching things in the quartermaster. Uh, the lagra, that's, this is my store, not La, Miss Lagra's store. And this all is right, not Miss right. Lagra's ship. This is Prince Rockface's ship. Her, I mean, it is. But, Mr. Lagros doesn't, doesn't, as much as she likes to, she doesn't make the rules around here. I mean, I bet that she seems, yeah, she certainly likes to show that he is in some sort of power here. So that's what I went by. That's Master Scourge, so. Scourge handles discipline. Of course he does. He's a bit of a sadist. Yes, so, he is. Yes, he is. He, like, but, he likes hurting people. Right, right, right. But if, for example, the officers will do something that would go against the orders of Lagra. Do we get any punishment for it? Officers get punished going against Prince Rockface. Oh, I see. I see. Most of them, been, most of us have been sailing with her so long that that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, I bet he, they already have some reputation for the prince, right? So it will be take a, it will take a lot to piss, piss him off, right? Who, Rockface? Yeah. It takes a lot to piss her off. Her off, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Mate. Better make sure that she doesn't hear you make that slip of the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, right, that's that's a nice nice conversation there. Thank you, Grok. I will pick up my stuff. Okay. I'll leave you um, free. <laughs> and I think everybody else rolled. What'd you roll for your task check for the day? There, Russ, for your... You're doing your swab in the decks, right? Yeah, it's a six. On your athletics check. Mm-hmm. Shall keep. Okay. Success, Torlin. What did you roll for rat catching? That was a four. Good thing I did diligent work. Yeah. Uh, and Dana, your survival check for turtle hunting? Five. Five. And you come back no. into the galley, you find that Fish Guts is passed out into the corner, slumped over. The, the stew is half made right so you got to cook the meal as well all right will my will my experience with with his turtle stew or the cookbook help me at all uh, the cookbook will It'll give you a plus one to your common knowledge check all right and i think it's a common knowledge normally minus two so the book will give you a, it's a common knowledge minus one okay yeah all the things oh wow <laughs> it's 
a three. I'll I'll Benny it. There's the ace. That's an eight for stew. And give me a notice check minus minus one. Sorry, minus how much? Minus one. But you're a bit flustered from being forced to to work after catching turtles. I think I'd be used to it by now. I would argue I'd be used to it by now, that there would not be a surprise in having to cook, but that is a seven. Okay, um, I'll, accept that. I'll accept that argument, so that'll be an eight then. Um, let's see. Just to be clear, she's still the only one who's ever been in the kitchen. You guys have never come down to visit me in the kitchen. Only only like Conic Bar and Grok and Scrimshaw have. Yeah, uh, aside also, from that, like out of out of session, the yeah. scene we did. Yeah. <laughs> well, and all, and also when people come, they may come to the galley, but the kitchen is super. I mean, it is packed, and there's not a lot of space. So even if they're visiting, it's not like they're coming into the kitchen to visit with you. They're hanging out in the galley, talking to you through the doorway. Otherwise, they would absolutely just completely get in your way. So as you're making the turtle stew, looking around, rummaging through everything, you do find off a pantry cupboard, there's an unused, give me a, give me a common knowledge check. That's a okay. triple ace for a little yeah, you've actually seen this kind of lock before. This is actually, it, it's a its a pretty decent lock. It's not like one of the best ones around, but it's a, it's a good quality lock, mm. right? And it's just been unused and the key is with it and everything is just kind of hanging off. You also find two pounds worth of soap hanging on in a sack off into the corner. So the, the lock isn't protecting anything, it's just hanging out? Yeah, it's, it's clearly unused currently. It's not being used on anything. So I found a good lock and two pounds of soap. Yep. Uh, well, okay then. I, I'm sure both these things will, will come in handy one day. I'm the lock-picking lawyer, and today we're going to look at this lock I found in a kitchen. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Truka, what were your rolls for today? Oh, that was four for athletics, and I believe like ten something for the bigger check. So okay. I'm good. Everybody's completes their duties well. What did I roll there on that? Okay, during bloody hour, Rosie gets a couple lashes for talking back, and yeah, and Arzak gets a couple lashes for lazy work. It's one of the few days where none of you are strapped to the mast. And considering what time it is, I think we'll end the session just slightly early rather than start the evening time. So we'll start next session with the evening for the 28th. And any nighttime actions anybody wants to do. All right. The evening of the 28th. The evening. And on that note, let's sound off. Evening of the final day. I'm Michael. <laughs> I'm Ernesto. I'm Ellie. And I'm Kevin. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Thank you for listening to us listening to us on another session of Mourners Plazar. We hope you enjoyed and be here next week.